0: part three of the lost island of atlantis by e t fletcher this librivox recording is in the public domain the lost island of atlantis part three let us advert for a moment to the fossil flora of the brown coal formation of germany and the mollus of switzerland both tertiary formations belonging to the miocene age as investigated by professor unger of vienna the professor remarks on the amazing number of analogues which these fossils present to those of the flora of the northern states of america and shows that many of these strikingly resemble the trees and shrubs of the cis-atlantic continent thus the magnificent north american tulip tree the liriodendron tulipiferum of linnaeus finds a representative in the swiss mollus as also in iceland where both the leaves and fruit of the liriodendron of unger have been discovered so the fruits and seeds of pavia and robinia found here and there in the brown coal show that these genera now limited in america to a very inconsiderable area formerly lived and flourish in europe where they are now looked on as exotics and being introduced as such into gardens are again naturalized in their primal home again the nut is notoriously wanting in europe for the almost naturalized walnut is from the forest ridges of the southern caucasus but the nut fruit is found most abundantly in the brown coal, and if these specimens be compared with the numerous American species, the resemblance will be found most striking, in particular if the so-called grey nut of America, the Jungland cinerea of Linnaeus, be compared with the fossil Jungland stefrodes of Unger, it will be found difficult, if not impossible, to detect any difference it is remarkable too that while this connection exists with the flora of the western world the plants of the neighboring eastern continent are very sparingly represented in europe besides the instances of close resemblance already given the professor has appended a lengthy list of other analogues from which the following are extracted in the european tertiaries the fossil nissa ornithobroma agrees with the american nissa aquatica the taxodium dubium with the taxodium disticum, the platanus aceroides with the platanus occidentalis the austria atlantidis with the austria virginica the acer trilobatum with the acer rubrum and the acer dasycarpum the cercis radoboyana with the Cercis canadensis, the Loris primigenia, with the Loris canariensis, the Rhododendron megiston, Unger, with the Rhododendron maximum, Linnaeus, the Bumelia pleiadum, with the Bumelia tenax. The genus Quercus presents no less than eight fossil species, the Tephrodes, Chlorophylla, Elina, Myrtiloides, Apollinis, Drimea, Lonchitis, and Daphnus, which answer respectively to the species Cineria, Virens, Oleoides, Myrtifolia, Lorifolia, Xalapensis, Lancifolia, and Aquatica of the American continent. In the same way, the fossil Prunus has two species, the Ilex II the Ruse three and the Pinus fourteen, all possessing exact analogues in Northern America. Further, Professor Hare's examination of the fossil plants of the island of Madeira show the following parallelism with the fossils of the European tertiaries. Woodwardia rosneriana in the tertiary flora of Europe, Woodwardia radicans in the Atlantic flora of Madeira, Pteris goperti, Teres arguta, Aspidium elongatum, Aspidium affine, Chilanthus laharpi, Chilanthus fragrans, Mirica salicina, Mirica faia Linnaeus, Persia brownii, Persia indica, Lorus princeps, Laurus canariensis, Clethra teutonica, Cletra alnifolia olea osiris olea excelsa salix varians salix canariensis thus an interesting link of connection is supplied to the two great floras first considered on looking at the permanent character of the north american vegetation which seems to have changed but little since the mollus period Whereas that of the brown coal has a character of exoticism and isolation, Professor Unger is led to the opinion that the Bildungszentrum, the creative center of the latter, is the southern part of the North American Free States. From this center has America distributed to Europe its descended Robinia, its amber and tulip trees, its nuts, its maples, and so forth as to the mode of transmission there are but two cases possible either the winged and wingless seeds and scions have been transported through the air or by the ocean to the western shores of europe or a breach of connection then existed which has been since destroyed as to the air travelling seeds it is well known that these either from their winged type or by the intervention of birds, frequently attain a considerable range of dispersion, but in no case a distance equal to the breadth of the Atlantic. Travelling by water, it has been no uncommon thing for plants to migrate from one continent to another. There are cosmopolites, which the Gulf Stream has brought from the coast of Mexico to Norway. It is to the ocean that the coconut palm owes its great range of extension not only does it travel well but when thrown upon shoal or rock if it find only a little poor white sand which would support nothing else the cocoa-nut contents itself there finds brackish water not a jot less agreeable than the freshest germinates thrives grows into a robust cocoa-tree a tree being thus planted fresh water comes falling leaves create earth other trees follow and at length we see the noble palm grove which arrests the vapours these eventually form a rivulet or river which flowing from the centre of the isle make an opening of fresh water in the cincture of white sand and thus keep the polyps inhabitants only of salt water at a respectful distance thus an island has grown up amid the ocean but in reference to these modes of transmission it may be observed that the plants so diffused are few in number and the range of operation is for the most part limited in fact how little the sea is adapted for a medium of transportation has been shown by the researches of darwin berkeley salter and alphonse de Candolle according to the latter of ninety-eight species which were submitted to the experiment only nineteen retained the faculty of germination after a six weeks immersion in sea-water and after being immersed for three months all with the exception of seven had either sunk and so become incapable of further migration or had lost the power of reproduction but the richness and variety of the brown coal and mollass flora are adverse to the supposition of any such mode of migration as those above indicated in that insular period when europe itself existed only as a group of islands the outlines of the water basins and arms of the sea being indicated pretty accurately by the configuration of the brown coal deposits and when the eastern coast of the north american states judging from the deep sea soundings and the wearing effect of the gulf stream extended in all probability much further eastward into the atlantic if we look at the peculiar vegetation of madeira and bear in mind the fossil plants of iceland which though now bare and treeless was then thickly wooded with a flora analogous to that of the brown coal we cannot doubt that some vast insular tract existed at this time in the north atlantic extending probably from iceland in the north to madeira in the south and forming a bridge of connection between the two worlds At a meeting of German naturalists at Königsberg in 1861, a lecture was delivered by Director Lüth on the diptera of the amber fauna. In this fauna, the perfect preservation of even the smaller and more delicate animal organisms allows of a minute comparison with their existing analogues. After showing their agreement with various North American species, and expressing a decided opinion that the existing intercourse between the two continents is not sufficient to account for the large number of species common to both, the director concludes quote, The European and the American Dipterus faunae always appear to me like two branches of the same stock each having had a development of its own very similar however to the development of the other but if there really was such a common stock for both it is to be sought among the diptera of a former geological period and if the european and the north american diptera's fauna are to be considered as branches of this stock the necessary inference would be that at a former period europe and america had a continental connection are the amber diptera preserved fragments of this common stock did a continental connection between europe and america really exist at the time when they lived did the submersion of an atlantis tear asunder the branches of this stock Was this catastrophe accompanied by changes which modified the general laws of development of the common stock in such a manner as to produce a difference between the further development of the stronger American branch and of the weaker European one, a difference not excluding at the same time a great deal of analogy? It is possible that, when investigations now going on are completed, a still stronger argument may be drawn from the European and American Hymenoptera a family less capable of dispersion or migration to which the sea would be an almost insuperable barrier end of part three